Hello and welcome to WanderCast. I am Tiz Kavetza, Marketing Manager for Wanderlux Destinations, and I am joined today by our extraordinary Wanderlux leader, Tara D'Agostino. Hello, hello. Well, happy Friday. We're recording this on a Friday, so we also have to put that in there. Um, <laughs> happy Friday. <laughs> another incredible week tucked under the belt. <laughs> oh my gosh, this week was so good and so insane and... I'm just coming down from such a high because it was really an incredible week. It was. Um, We're popping right now. There's a lot of really great things going on, but that's not what we're talking about today. We're going to save that. Um, What we're going to talk about today, this is the long-awaited final episode of season (laughs) one of the WanderCast podcast, Um, and we wanted to kind of just... Touch on a few of the points that we had made in the um, in our first episode, which kind of was like, okay, how did Wanderlux come to be? The launch of the company, um, and maybe just a little bit more details, a little more intimate insider look at what brought you, Tara, to travel, and then subsequently the birth of Wanderlux. Sure. I mean, travel has always been in my heart. I grew up in Youngstown, Ohio. And, you know, unfortunately, we didn't really grow up with the means to travel, but my father traveled the world. He was an engineer for Ajax, a mechanical engineer. So he had been to Asia and South America and the Philippines and the Middle East. And so I always remembered looking at his photographs in, Mm -hmm. you know, the albums. And I, I kind of always knew, you know, growing up in Youngstown, it's It's a very interesting place. Unfortunately, Youngstown, Ohio went into a depression the year I was born, 1980. So now you all know how old I am. (laughs) And and growing up in a depressed area is, is very interesting because I think it's a very, what's the word I want? Um isolating experience in a lot of ways because I feel like maybe our eyes weren't as open to the rest of the country and the rest of the world because you're really focused on you know kind of what's happening in Youngstown Mm -hmm. so what you're exposed to yeah Mm -hmm. exactly and so Youngstown is this steel producing town you know during the Cuban Missile Crisis a missile was pointed at Youngstown Ohio because it was such an important um, city in the United States oh I didn't even know that that's Mm -hmm pretty significant yeah and the one cool thing about Youngstown is it's a melting pot of people so because it was always a blue a blue collar city but a lot of people a lot of immigrants came through New York to Mm. Cleveland Youngstown Pittsburgh because you know it was the industrial revolution and it was the steel industry Mm -hmm. you know my grandfather started working in the steel mills when he was 14 years old Mm -hmm. so it really is very much a, a deep part of who I am and my family. But with that said, I always knew that there was something more out there. Mm -hmm. So when I went to college, I majored in international studies and political science. I actually minored in Mandarin and East Asian studies. And I actually never left the country until I was in college. And I had the opportunity to go to Mexico and to the Caribbean. And then at 22, I actually started my master's in China. So you know, it's very interesting how travel played such a role because I I wasn't a traveler like my kids are at, at very mm-hmm. young ages. I kind of waited until I was an adult. But once I had that bug, I mean, I've honestly never looked back. And I, I truly believe that travel 
makes it makes you um, a better person. It makes the world a better place because when you travel and you interact with different cultures and different people and different ethnicities, you kind of all you realize that everyone's essentially the same. Mm-hmm. We want to be happy. We want to be healthy. We want to provide for our families. So when I had the opportunity to come into the travel industry quite some time ago, it was really a no brainer for me because I just love the world so much. And to give those experiences to people was was really important to me. So when you first came into travel, um, just for those that maybe are not familiar with you, you came into travel as on the advisor side. Yes, I came in as a travel advisor. I was a virtuoso advisor um, with Travel Along of Summit in Summit, New Jersey. And, you know, I'll I'll never forget walking in the first day and I had a, a massive booking. It was like first, first, five first class tickets on Virgin and the three bedroom suite at the Corinthia in London. Um, and I'll never forget, you know, Barry Versfeld kind of looking at me like, you've never done this before? And <laughs> I'm like, no, I, I've never done this before. <laughs> so um, it was just, it was really interesting. And I just, you know, put my nose to the grindstone and learned really, really, really quickly. Um, and I had a great group of clients and, you know, being with Travelong was a really wonderful experience for me. And I have to say that whole group of amazing women and Barry really embraced me. So I had a wonderful experience coming into the industry. So you had mentioned um, just growing up, just that baseline of kind of who you are, you know, not really having the means in which to travel, but having the dreams kind of created maybe through your father's travels. And now you have the opportunity to have introduced travel to your family and to your, into your own children. And how does that play a part in kind of like your identity and how you knew you wanted to shape your children's um, mindset, I guess? Yeah. You know, I think I had, a very nice upbringing. But for me, I've always been very wide and open to the world, you know, open to culture, ethnicity, religion, all of that. And that was very, very important to me. And I think, you know, in today's by today's standards, I had children very young, you know, I had my my son at 24, and my daughter at 27. And I remembered saying, like, I'm not going to stop my life for the kids. The kids are going to learn how to fit into our lives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we really were very strong with that I, with that ideal, essentially. Mm-hmm. And we started traveling with our kids. I mean, I was driving to Ohio with my son when he was as young as two months old. Mm-hmm. And I would do that trip to Ohio to see my family, you know, six to eight times a year by myself with two babies. But I, I never let that stop me. I always believe that people grow in, when they're a little bit uncomfortable and with a little bit of adversity. So, I mean, the last hour of driving to Ohio, they would scream. I will never <laughs> forget those screams. But it also taught them that when you have some patience, and again, you're a little bit uncomfortable, you know that there's something really amazing at the mm-hmm. end. So, mm-hmm. you know, we put them on a plane, you know, when they were babies, and we started traveling with them. And, you know, I think... I believe we took them to Europe for the first time. Well, we, I remember we did the West Coast with Ava when she was three to see how she adapted to the time change. And then we did Hawaii the following year. And then we did Europe the following year. So she was five. Salvatore was eight, their first trip to Europe. And they really adapted well. And I think when you don't make things a big deal, 
they aren't a big deal. Yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, we just it's all of the delivery. Yeah, and I remember <laughs> being on these trips because we would go with um, Sal's business as well with these people and they would come to the opening dinner and they would have jet lag and they would eat their dinner and they would just nicely put their heads on the table and fall asleep. I have these <laughs> pictures. I can send you that picture. Yes, you know, and, please do. And that we just adapted. And so I think mm-hmm. adaptability, flexibility. And I also got a lot of questions like, well, why would you spend the money? Why would you take them? They can't remember it. And for me, I always have said, it's not about the way they remember it. It's about how it changes their hearts Mm -hmm. and minds at that moment, because they're being exposed to something different. They're being exposed to different languages. They're being exposed to art. They're being exposed to things that they don't have the exposure here. So Mm -hmm. for me, I will always say it's not about if they remember. I mean, Sal and I remember, but it's Mm -hmm. about how it changed their perspective in, in these very impressionable years. And that really is the essence of travel, is it? It is. It is. is. The very essence of what travel really means. So, you know, my son turned 17 yesterday and Ava's 14 on Monday. And I look at the people they are now, and I truly believe that they wouldn't be these amazing teenagers if they hadn't had that exposure as young children. Well, Ava was with you this summer in Italy. And I have to say, she was a, she was a mini wanderluxer. So she was, she She would go to these dinners. I would even put her at a table and be like, okay, you're representing the company on this fam. You're, you're hosting this table. And she did it. And absolutely did it with her own flair. And she was putting together TikTok videos of all the participants. And, you know, I think when you put your kids again in these, almost uncomfortable situations it's it's where they grow the most Mm -hmm. right so Mm -hmm. absolutely and you know she's really looking back on Italy very fondly as you know we come more and more away from it I mean once a week she'll tell me how she misses it and how much she loved it and how glad she was to be there I think that's pretty cool what an experience and I'm sure a lifetime's worth of memories just from that trip alone um definitely but I think now you had made the leap from being Tara over yes. to travel advisor, <laughs> yes, <laughs> over to travel advisor, and then the big leap over to the owner of a representation <laughs> company. So and running yeah. a team and just you know <laughs> jet setting and all this. So I mean that's a lot. Yeah, and it kind of happens in a kind of consolidated amount of time, but if you want to expand on that and give our listeners a little insight on that as well. Yeah. So people always ask me, are you happy with what you did and acquiring the company? And my answer is always, especially with like having children young, ignorance is bliss, right? You don't know (laughs) until you do it. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, of course we have really faced the most challenges that the travel industry has essentially ever faced throughout Mm -hmm. the pandemic. So acquiring a company and that's hard enough. Uh, And then, you know, moving into this place where we were kind of on this amazing upward trajectory and then going into the pandemic. I mean, you talk about trying your mental and your emotional and your physical stamina. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I have really come out of this as such a stronger person, as a stronger leader, as a stronger uh, business person. So while 
the last few years have been so hard, some of the hardest of my life, I truly wouldn't change it because like I said, you grow in adversity and yes. I am still so proud Tiz, of this company. I'm mm-hmm. so proud of this team. That includes you. <laughs> and we've really stuck together and yeah. we're coming out the other side now. And I could cry every day with just how humbled and grateful and proud I am of what we have accomplished. So, you know, I acquired the company in March of 2019. And Wendy had a very successful company for a very long period of time, but I realized I had to make it my own. And initially I thought when I acquired the company, I would keep the name Wagner Associates because people knew it in the industry. But what I really realized is I needed to go out on a limb and I needed to change this name as soon Mm -hmm. as possible. I needed to make it my own because the sooner I could make it my own, the sooner we could really see if this company was going to be able to, to make it and thrive and be successful. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you were right there along with me, pushing me. um, (laughs) (laughs) Probably a little too hard. (laughs) And we launched, I acquired the company on March 31st of 2019 and we launched Wanderlux. On yes. July, July 1st of 2019, uh-huh. so April, May, June, what is that, three months? I mean, yeah, we really killed it. That was, <laughs> we, that was yeah. intense. It was very intense. And I know, you know, you were especially the one doing all of that back end work. So I know how intense it was, but I will always remember that day. And it, it was a very proud day for me to launch this company and, oh, same. and with the launch. Yeah. yeah. And We did the launch and, you know, we just kind of started moving forward from there. And then I, you know, I'll never remember, forget it was, I think in August and it was like, maybe we should try to get into ILTM and Mm -hmm. kind of initially exploring it and then, you know, being accepted and then saying, let's do this. And I, I think ILTM was really that transition for us and we didn't think that it would come so quickly. Yes. But it did. Yeah. And again, we started 2020 on this like upward trajectory and Mm -hmm. we had a few sales weeks and they went phenomenally well. And then, you know, March happened. Mm -hmm. So that was really, um, it was just a, a real wow for us. But with that said, we really maintained webinars. We maintained contact with our clients. Mm-hmm. We maintained. We I think we creatively books. executed a really yes. difficult period. Um, and I think even in that launch, as intense as it was, and even going through the initial phases of COVID, um, what makes it better when you're working is that synergy and just kind of everyone invested in the company and wanting to see it succeed. So yeah, I think yeah. that all helps. And, and, you know, we're all of us are just super proud to be part of the team. Oh, thank you. And I think, you know, and I think you can speak to this a little bit more, but everything was so intense during those first, I would say two months of COVID that I feel like the work was a nice diversion. Mm-hmm. The work yes. was a nice way to get our minds off of the reality of what was happening to the world and just, trying to be creative. And the funny thing is, is I am not a very creative person. That's why I rely on you guys so much, like the team so much. I'm very like detail oriented and I'm a great (laughs) executor, but I am not 
creative. (laughs) That's why I think like just being this collaborative team and, Mm -hmm. you know, I know a lot of people initially had to lay off their teams. And for me, it was so important to keep the team together because I always said, there is no success for me without all of you. And Mm -hmm. so um, that, that was something that was really important to me during that time. So even with COVID and really having to, I want to say dig deep and just be creative about how we wanted to maintain um, the company and our vision, how do you think that that vision might have changed or what did you want to see done differently with Wanderlux? So Sal and I have these conversations all of the time in terms of what could we have done different? What could we have done better? Um, what didn't go so well? What could have, you know, it's kind mm-hmm. of the shoulda, woulda, coulda. But I have to say, I I don't think I would really change anything. I think, you know, maybe this is like COVID speaking, but I do believe that everything happens for a reason in life. And you know, I feel like if we felt like we had a misstep, it was something we learned from. I feel like we had, you know, a victory. It was something we learned Mm -hmm. from. So, Mm -hmm. but I I will say I really thought about every step that we took along the way. Um, And every step that we took along the way, nothing was done with, um, it was just very well thought out, right? We, I always say that yeah. we're very conscientious in what yes. we do. We're not about just, you know, keep popping things out. It's just, we take great thought um, in what it is that we actually put out to the world. And the world. messaging, we were mm-hmm. really conscientious about the messaging and yes. how we wanted to message ourselves during that time, how we wanted to message our clients. And, you know, it was, it was just a very sad time for the world and, you know, I, I woke up every morning feeling like a cheerleader. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm happy. And, you know, and I really only had one weekend where it was a really like kind of fall apart weekend for myself. But, you know, it was funny because I had a bad Friday, a bad Saturday. And then I woke up on Sunday and I was like perfectly normal. Good. And my kids were looking at me like, you good? No, you're not good. And we've never seen you like that. But it was like, I almost needed to kind of like, yeah, to purge. Yeah, to purge. It happened. Mm -hmm. And it was Mm -hmm. like, okay, so now it's more and now I need to, to move on. And this is all the the stuff that kind of goes on the background that you don't really see out, you know, right, you're facing the world, but it's real life. And this is what the podcast is. This is what we are. We're just, you know, authentic. um, And we learn from every, like you said, everything that, everything is an opportunity that we can learn from. Every experience um, is an opportunity to learn from every person that we meet. Um, and we always say that there's always something that you can glean from every single situation. But I think we've evolved um, yes. quite a bit, probably <laughs> more so and probably at a, at a more rapid pace, I think, because of the special circumstances. But I think with that is great resiliency and great growth. And Mm -hmm. I think also the vision. Um, I think if there's anything to put fire in your belly is knowing that you want something and you want it badly. And um, there's that passion that kind of fuels this company. I agree. I mean, I love this company. I love the team. I love the industry. And 
it's, it's my life. It's, it's really become the biggest part of my life now. And um, I'm going to do everything I can to, to keep us here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have to say, I've said it from, I think the first time you and you and I ever really connected in, and this is even before um, Wanderlux was Wanderlux. And I was just like, oh my goodness, finally, someone who, who like, you know, speaks my language and gets it, you know, (laughs) and there was no road bumps. It was like, cool. Yes. And I was like, wow, that was quick. And, you know, (laughs) I love being able to just throw out ideas and you're like, all right, let's roll with it. And I'm like, this is fantastic. I love this. (laughs) I think one of the, I mean, I have many, many, many flaws in my personality, but I would say one of the really positive parts of my personality is I'm a decision maker. And I always say, if I say no to something, it's truly because I could not make it work. Like it's truly because I've looked at it in 85 different ways and it's just not going to work. So (laughs) that is something where, and I think like giving you and Joe and the rest of the team, the autonomy to execute your work the way, you know, the work should be done. And Mm -hmm. you are you know, you and Joe and the team, everyone is so amazing and they understand what they're doing. I don't need to micromanage, do your thing. And, you know, I think just having a team that is autonomous and loves the company as much as I do, that's been a real blessing. Um, And I'm very grateful for that as well. So I think, you know, just to kind of wrap it up um, in a few minutes here, you know, I just wanted to share with the audience kind of like not just the birthplace of Wanderlux and kind of what, you know, COVID, um, the growth that an unfortunate, the unfortunate COVID situation um, kind of helped with us with, but also just, you know, what the vision was and what Wanderlux means to you and it means to everyone and, and not only just us in general, but for the people that we connect with on a daily basis, for those luxury travel advisors that we know work diligently, you know, even through COVID and just have remained so flexible and fluid and supportive to our collection of clients, our hotels and resorts and DMCs, just all of that. Um, I think what it means to us professionally and personally. And I think they're the driving force behind Mm -hmm. our passion uh, to make this company succeed. And I know um, that's what Wanderlux means to me. And I'm sure that's probably what it means. I I won't put words in your (laughs) mouth because I know I'm I'm incredibly sentimental, but I think um, it's just, you know, it sounds corny, but when you love what you do, it really shows. Yeah. I completely agree with you. And I think what I really wanted to bring to the company was I wanted to humanize representation. You know, we're a for-profit business. That is not a secret. Mm -hmm. But I agree. When you love what you do, it shows. And relationships are everything. And I say this in every single interview I have with a client. Relationships are everything. And relationships are particularly everything in this post-COVID era. So Mm -hmm. it really is about feeling like the advisors have access to you and feeling and, and your clients having access to you. And it's like, we can, it's all about working together. Yes. I was just going to say that. Exactly. exactly. It's like, we can all come up with some type of commonality and even through adversity, even through problems, nothing is perfect. We all make mistakes. There's always a mm-hmm. problem, you know, mm-hmm. travel, a very fluid thing. 
But as long as we can work together to find a common solution and work towards making things better, I mean, that is kind of the crux of what I feel Wanderlux is. It's being approachable, loving what you do, being passionate, and just humanizing um, this business. So, And I think that's the perfect way to kind of seal up our first season of this podcast, which again was a new venture for us and um, one that I'm finding enjoyable. Um, (laughs) I think I love the fact that we can touch on, you know, just the company, our clients and, you know, basically like the tagline reads everything in between. Um, And I think going forward for our listeners, hopefully we'll, we'll garner many more new listeners. So like uh, share and, um, you know, do your thing uh, wherever you listen to this podcast. But I think going forward in season two, we're, we have a lot of great news to share. There's a lot we of exciting do. things. <laughs> There's the a lot in the hopper. As well. <laughs> I know it really has. And it's been kind of like this, um, bubbling and, um, now here we are and there's so much to share with you in our second season. So, uh, we do want you to stick around and thank you for all your support, um, just for the company, for our podcast, for everything that we do. And we are asking you to continue to stay tuned and um, follow us where you can. Like, subscribe, rate, review, do the whole nine yards. You can find us on Instagram at Wanderlux Destinations or head on over to our website, wanderluxdestinations.com. And thank you, Tara, for shedding a little light on um, just the history of you, travel, the company, and uh, what we're looking forward to. Yeah, well, it's my pleasure, Tiz. I always love doing these, and it's the perfect, like, Friday afternoon respite because I've been <laughs> in front of my computer all day. Um, so, of course, it's always it's always nice, and I, I think there's something very um, profound about looking back. And just so with that said, there's one thing, you know, I had student loans from college, and I finally – they're paid off, but – my husband, maybe 10 years ago, you would just say, just pay them off, pay them off, pay them off. And I'm like, I don't want to pay them off because every time, every month when I go back to pay my student loans, it brings me back to a different time of my life. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. something I never want to forget. And so, so thank you for, for taking me back because <laughs> it, I feel like the last two years have felt like 10 years. And Oh, absolutely. I oh, yeah, and I've got the gray hair to, to share. Reminded. Yeah, <laughs> always want to be reminded of this time because it was a very humbling time and, and something that I think we need to keep with us. Absolutely. Um, certainly not something we're going to forget, but we're definitely looking forward to the future and we're looking forward to sharing that with everyone. And thank you again, Tara, and um, stay tuned for season two. Thanks, Tiz. Take care. Bye. <laughs>